It's funny. Uh, we've known each other so long and uh, very uh, this is the very first time I think we actually spoke face to face. It is. Not really face to face. Most certainly is. And it's <laughs> almost almost like almost 12, 13 years. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Huh? Making me feel old, man. <laughs> you, you like me even thinking about the fact that I was working for Beyond Hollywood. Like it's like such it's so far back at this point. Yeah. It's craziness. But thanks for uh, agreeing to do this with me. It's something that you and I have both talked about for a very long time that we both feel like we would be at least decent at, I guess. We both we both yeah. like talking and we both have opinions on uh, pop culture. So I, I thought it was uh, as soon as I found out that I wanted to do this seriously, I was like, there's only one guy I got to call. And I knew it was you. Dude, I that 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 I, I I'm humbled. I I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. that yeah, there's only there's only one one guy that I know who knows more about this stuff than me, and that's probably you. So, um, I'm I'm glad you agreed. <laughs> I don't I don't even know why I know half of this stuff. Like the jokes about me knowing this kind of stuff is just <laughs> like it goes back so far. I have a friend that used to say. Oh, you don't know. Brian has like that direct that direct connection to the internet. He don't need a computer. Yeah. That stuff is just straight to his brain. He just knows. And I'm like, yep. nah, I look. It's just like <laughs> y'all just don't ever see me doing it. Imagine what we could do if that brain power was focused on something probably, you know, half as uh, important as as this stuff is. Although it's important to me, it's important to you. Um, but we're gonna make yeah. something of it. We're gonna yeah, make it. I'm creative. hoping. I'm hoping. And 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 I feel like that's that that's that's what we finally are gonna put the that that power to. There we go. That's good. It's good to finally focus and harness our energy for good. So this is episode one officially of Geek Speak last week. I love the uh, name. You love the name. I'm glad. Uh well, you you had a part of it and you we bounced each other, we bounced each other some ideas, and this was what would stuck. And uh, I guess for listeners, I am Ed, and you are Brian. Yes, I am. Uh, also known as in my phone, Deadpool with it one 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 D E D, not D E A D. Yeah, uh, D E D. No copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, no mask, no copyright infringement. So we're good on that one. Um, but if yes. anybody wants to call me something else, though, uh, I've been known as Jinx for like pretty much my own life. Okay, uh, there you go. Um, but that has two eyes. Ah, J I I N X. Okay, exactly. interesting, yeah. interesting. But um, moving on to uh, you speak last week. Yeah, so the, let's get to the meat of what we're uh, what we're talking about today. So I know me and you both talked about what we wanted to to say during these uh, episodes and. We kind of wanted to go over everything that happened, pop culture or, or geek related, in in the last week of uh, the news cycle here. So, is there anything you wanted to start off with? Well, I, I think we, you know, start off with the shorter stuff and then move into the bigger stuff. So, I know one of the things you had on your list um, and on the list was uh, something that. When I saw it, I, when I posted on Facebook, my post was literally like, don't don't play with my emotions. <laughs> and that was the 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 Silverhawks. Yeah. Thing like I, I, 
Don't one do of, that. One of my go-to, and it's been a while since I've rewatched it, but Silverhawks was my jam, dude. Back Billy in the Hawk! day. Uh, it was, I mean, I remember, you know, we didn't have a ton of money growing up, but my mom would give me like five, six bucks, and I'd go down to the store, and I'd buy a Silverhawks toy, and I had them all, and they were awesome. I actually, I actually did not have any. I ended oh. up having- like I sadly like live vicariously through my friend Noah. Like oh, he had okay. all of them, and and like I could, went over to his house and played with them. I don't get me wrong; I had toys. I just didn't have Silverhawks. Like yeah. like I had toys of the stuff we're gonna talk about later. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, I knew about the toys. I saw the toys, and I thought they were very well done. Yeah. For you know, for for the toy, I love the fact you know the spring loaded. Arms the spring-loaded wings and all that stuff, man. And, it was... and, and the Mirage was absolutely cool as hell. Like, that yeah. you could literally put all the figures in it and, yeah. and each got off. Like, I'd be like, man, listen. It was amazing. It, I mean, it, thinking oh. back to the, the cartoons and the toys from when we were kids, I mean, it, obviously nostalgia for every era, but, I mean, we had the coolest toys. We just oh, did. Yeah, we did. It's we just really a fact. Really I mean, it's some of the most dangerous ones too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, very projectiles on every every single character. Yeah. Transformers yep. made out of like half our stuff was made out of die cast up until yeah. like the mid eighties. Yep. Like literally half our stuff could give you blunt force trauma. Yeah. Uh, and and a concussion. Um, yeah. We had but, a we had a a ton of IP that oh, they yeah. made everything for. I mean. I think at one point in time I had a He-Man blankets and sheets. And I mean, you couldn't get away from the stuff when we were kids and, and Silverhawks, it, it was one of those IPs that just everybody had and kids my age were all and over it. When I look back at it, like I've been watching these uh, YouTube videos by this guy called like the, the toy guru. And okay. he's basically been like, like they've been, they, they've gone through like, all of the toys of the eighties and all of the cartoons of the eighties, whether they had a lot of toys or not. Right. Um, so like, they've, you know, galaxy Rangers and Jason, the wheel warriors, like they've done. Oh, everything. Yeah. So when they do them and like, you know, in your brain, you're like, yeah, I remember that. And they're like, and this show only had like 20 some episodes. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, Cause I there was 85 versions of every single character in different yeah, outfits with I, different vehicles and well, weapons. What I, Silverhawk definitely lasted for a little bit, but not nearly as long as Thundercats. No. And I remember, and, and it was, and it was basically done by Ruby Spears productions done. And, 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 you know, the same voice cast from Thundercats and, yep. you know, and, you know, like the, the villain was literally the same villain with the same transformation thing with the same voice actor. Yep. And, and, but, you know, you loved it because it was completely, it was just like, yeah, because we love Thundercats. So why not Thundercats in space with bird cyborgs? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. so, and then they got a little crazy with it when they started. Well, I mean, I can think of what one, two, two more because they had yes, the, the fish the based sharks. one, which was the, the tiger, uh, tiger sharks, right? Yeah. And then what, what was the other one? They had, well, they had the beast, uh, beast wars. Uh, yeah. What was that called? Uh, um i know what you're talking about but i can't even remember. that was like all of the animals it wasn't just one no, specific... right no i know you're the... yeah uh, and but i mean i battle, got I... The battle beast one battle beasts that's yes. what it was yes yeah where you rub the little side where you rub the yes. thing off of their chest and yeah yeah but i the thing is is that what made those shows great was like 
the story and like the characters and and when when you do a reboot you either have to do it like the 2002 he-man where it's basically like a love letter to the original mm-hmm. except they're going to expand on it and give it better uh uh better animation which is basically what we're going to get with revelation later yeah. on this week yeah um or you go the route of thundercats and voltron def- um um voltron legendary defender where you take the ip but you update it you just, change it but yeah you make tell- it stories yeah. that still remind you of the stories of the original and things that that still make you reminisce of the original. Yeah. And what I'm really hoping and I'm still mad about that 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 2011 ThunderCats not getting a, a oh, I know. Finale, I know you, finale. Every time we talk you bring that up cuz you're, you're, you're it was so good. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I'm hope, like I say, I'm hoping or even Transformers Prime or G.I. Joe Renegades or Resolute. Mm-hmm. All of those were really, really good nostalgic takes, and yet they were new. And that's what was fantastic. I feel yeah. like Revelation is Revelation, and I, I know we'll get into that a little bit, but Revelation is going to be more like G.I. Joe Resolute was, mm-hmm. where it was, it's created by the people like us that grew up with it yeah but are now looking at it through a more adult lens yeah it doesn't need to be given it given a proper story arc and proper exactly instead of episodic 30 minute fun yeah right and we need and there need to be stakes i remember watching resolute and it opened with them finding major blood's body and right off the bat you're like wait somebody's dead yeah right minutes later someone else is found dead and you're like wait what and, and like it, and and it's like okay <laughs> okay I I get it and then and then you get the speech from Cobra Commander and you're like okay now I really see what you're doing I, yeah. I get it and then there's also the the juxtaposition of the '80s show where nary a laser hit anyone exactly. if it did hit it if it did hit a vehicle the guy jumped out of parachute just it, in it, time yeah. just in time right there was and, no and, there. There was no stakes. Well, the movie gave you stakes. The, the, yeah, and which they even was, gave us full stakes. And I almost felt like that was always, always a, a, um, a reaction to the Transformers movie. Where, yeah, where absolutely. They, where yes. They broke us. Where yes. They broke us. You know, gave, gave, gave children some trauma for the first time. <laughs> and, <clears throat> hey, I was re-watching that. And my daughter walked in and she literally walked in on Optimus Prime's death and was uh. like, <laughs> and she know about it and everything. And she just like walked in. She like kind of stared at the screen. She watched the whole thing and walked out going like, yeah, I see why that can mess mess people up. Yeah. I mean, you were invested in them as a kid. You were, that was your hero. Was I mean, hero. that was the man. And, and all of a sudden he was gone. And you're yeah, like, oh. gives you the same feels as, you know, spoiler alert, people dying in the, the MCU nowadays. And exactly. Just exactly. being crushed by it, you know? So I'm hoping with Silverhawks, they follow this same trend. I'm pretty sure that, they will. I mean, that, that, it's, it that, seems that, that, like that's where they're headed with it. Because it, it has such rich lore with just a little bit that they had. That's and- the thing I'm excited about most, honestly, is there was so little to to draw upon originally. That Sure, they could take that as the seed idea, but where they can go with it is, you know, it's 
on we don't know where are they going to take the story you know again look at what they did with thundercats that was mm-hmm. a complete 180 in direction yeah what they did with the original the original was very superhero s yes and the reboot was very fantasy s the fantasy yeah. and i actually enjoyed the, the the reboot more because in grounding it in this fantasy world you set up a world whereas opposed with the with the original it was just kind of they're plopped on this planet and stuff happens. Right, exactly. And, and 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 you know, and there was great event. Don't get me wrong, I loved the show, but that's mm-hmm. one of the shows that actually going back and watching it, it's corny as hell. Yeah, like, it doesn't. It it does not stand up. Doesn't hold up as well. And I mean, I remember there being episodes where they did have flashbacks and stuff like that, where they showed a little bit of of the the lore and and the and the background of the characters. But they were few and far between, and it wasn't until like maybe far third on in the season. Se- yeah third season fourth third, where, 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 where they brought in all the new Thundercats yeah the Jagai and then they started bring- yes. and then they just started hitting you with lore like like yeah. oh by the way yeah exactly and, and you're like oh, oh okay oh this is cool oh oh oh, oh okay this is yeah. cool and then you get the Tower of Omens and I mean it was cool and and that and to see what they did in the 2011 reboot. Where literally all that stuff gets thrown in, but in a mm-hmm. completely different light, right. and yeah. it still was brilliantly done. That's what I need from Silverhawks. That's all I need. Yeah. That's that, so that's why I said, don't mess with my emotions. Don't play with my emotions. If you're gonna do this, do this right. Don't, 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 don't go Thundercats roar on me. <laughs> I don't like, have any words for Thundercats roar. I have no words even, for that. Like, like I'm. I, we won't speak of it. It, it. The show that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah so we didn't get a chance to catch up i know we we've been talking back and forth for the last couple weeks just in preparation for this but have you seen black widow i have not unfortunately okay you know what it is is like i have my like okay my movie schedule goes based on my daughter yep and uh if they don't want to see something I usually don't end up seeing it in the theater unless I really, really, really need to. Sure. Or it's a, a lifetime opportunity. Like the last, yeah. the last time I went to the movie alone was to go see the Demon Slayer anime movie. And oh right, I yeah, we talked about that. Yep. Because, well, not only went to see it because I only went to see it because I happened to be scrolling to see about what was playing next the next week. It was for uh, I think uh, a Quiet Place, mm-hmm. and. And I saw that it was on the list and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Anime is playing in Binghamton? Yeah. On a big screen? Yeah, so you had and to do it. Just a, this just broke records in Japan? <laughs> and I already liked the anime? Yes, please. I'm yeah. going. So I right. went. And it, fantastic. That was the first time I had gone back to the movie theaters Yeah. in, in the year. And when I went to see Black Widow, same. I mean, that was the breaking the... Break in the pandemic streak so we went back and we had it it was a great crowd i was so happy it was amazing i i I thought that truly it was so well done even despite the issues of having it held off and held back and all that stuff i think they were able to tell a really good story bring in some really interesting characters that they can you know put into the future of the mcu I didn't really have too many qualms. I mean, we'll, we'll save in, in, until you get to see it. Um, you know, maybe talk a little bit of spoiler stuff on it, but face value. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Actually. I, I thought it was 
maybe not top tier. It's not the top 10, maybe, maybe in 11 to 15 area in the MCU. But I am a person who's big into the uh, Captain America series, which is, you know, more or less spy related stuff like that. And then I say more grounded. It's not more grounded, but it's a little bit it's a little bit more grounded than the big spectacle of guardians and stuff like that, which I like that, that military esque stuff. It's basically, it's in, it's in the captain America. It's in the captain America. Captain. It is. It, it's, it feels like a born identity movie or, or like a, a James Bondish movie. Not to say it's the same exact, but it, it feels in that, in that kind of vein, which is action spy thriller. You which know, is which exactly is, what I would expect for something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, I have I have heard that Florence Pugh is just a phenomenal. Oh, she's amazing. Actor. She steals the show. Okay. Right. I mean, almost to a detriment to Scarlett Johansson, which this should be <laughs> her spotlight. Um, but yeah, you can't deny that girl has it, man. She every time she's on screen, it doesn't matter who she's on screen with, you're looking at her. She's saying what the She's saying the lines that you're connecting with. She's really fantastic in it. And I mean, emotionally, depth, the depth in her emotion is really comes through as well. See, that's what I really wanted to hear. I I, I won't lie. I, I kind of spoiled some, some of it for myself. I watched like a clip compilation and it was like her funny moment. So it's not like yeah. ruining anything crazy, but yeah. it was just like, it was just like her snarky moments and whatnot. Right. And like, I can't lie. I, I was cracking up. Like I'm watching it. And I'm just like, yo, she's, yo, she's killing me right now. Yeah. And she had, when she made the comment, I will nope, about the, the one thing that, 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 that widow seems to do all the yes, time. Yes. Yes. Yo, the I whole crowd just ruined I almost dropped, I almost dropped my phone. <laughs> yo, I was like, yo, she didn't just call her out on that like that. She yeah. really didn't just do that. She, yeah. Good. Oh, it, it was oh, a, a then, very, then, very good line in the movie, man. It was it was very good. And then I got to see the callback and I was like, oh, that's <laughs> better. Oh, <laughs> yo. Yeah. But what I will say is, is this. And see, and, and here's the and I always I feel like I feel like I've been getting down on Scarlett Johansson lately. Like I've been watching, like I've watched some of her stuff. And when I watch it, I'm just like, I don't like like I literally feel like the I enjoyed Ghost in the Shell. I did not enjoy her in Ghost in the Shell. And see, I don't even think I've ever watched that movie just because it didn't look like it was for me. I was just well, like, if you're eh, not an anime person. I'm not an not anime, anime guy. And also, there was the whole backlash of why was she cast and all that stuff. And oh, I was no, like, no, no, yeah. yeah, no, I'm. I see. I get that. And and I have a whole other issue. We could get into that a whole sure. other. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, like because 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 they know seriously. They it's like it's like they did it right, and then they literally dropped the ball. And I'm like, but right. What you just you wrote it into your story now? Like yeah. I. Anyway. <laughs> she was very robotic in that movie. And I was always like, I don't understand because because the whole thing is the character doesn't have memories. No memories does not equate to no emotion. Yeah. I'm sorry. It does not. And so it was that. And then I like I actually enjoyed Lucy for what it was. But then there was something that was else. Decent. And then I saw her something else. And I'm just like, why is she just rubbing me the wrong way? And then I had a conversation with 
my daughter Jacinda about you know her because oh, I I said do you want to see Black Widow and and they were like I've just never been invested in their character like that and I was like no I I get it because they really never gave you much character except for that like flashback mind manipulation scene in the Age of Ultron right. and that little bit of stuff between her and Banner which I always felt was wrong and yeah like, yeah it, absolutely it, like, it just never I agree <laughs> and and then the other thing that got to me was like. Why does she ever have an accent? Like they they touch upon that in the movie. Okay, which okay, is, good, good, and, good. You know, there are like, there is certain things to that this movie kind of I don't know retroactively course corrects, which I kind of like. Sometimes I don't like it, but it kind of worked in this. Okay, and like you're saying, like how she in mo- in a lot of her movies doesn't emote and she's kind of robotic and i feel she kind of is i agree with you there um in this movie it, it for the character it makes sense i mean for black widow she was the depro- you know no, she it, was programmed and desensitized we get that exactly yeah. and this movie touches upon that and also it's a shame we know her final fate because i would like to see her progress from there with with the new personality traits she got from the end of this movie which is is a bummer that we're not going to see it i mean they could always do another movie set previously but that would be i i I still need i I still need my budapest movie i still need her that's the thing man i thought this was going to be it but her and hawkeye in budapest that's i just i just can we just get that i thought this would have some of that in there and no spoilers so i just I thought we were going to get the whole shebang and they, they touch upon it, but they don't get into it. Okay. Yeah. You know, I listen, as long as it's worth it, everybody, if you haven't seen people, if you haven't seen it, uh, there is a mid credits or post credits. Or yeah. Post credits stinger, which is big, big. News. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've heard. And I kind of, you know what? They, <clears throat> Marvel kind of gave it away. Yeah. After Falcon and Winter Winter. Yes. But I will say this. Obviously, Internet will tell everybody what happened, but without looking for it or being spoiled on social media or whatever, they don't give you the whole reveal. There's something more to it. You know what that yes, is. No, 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 but no. I know. And, more. and that one was actually supposed. That reveal was actually supposed to come before. Yes, before Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, exactly. So it doesn't. So that's not. I mean, that's neither here nor there. And the way it's looking is they're going. They're they're trying to do almost two seasons of shows before they go back to any of these new movies moving forward. Yeah. Other than the ones that are now coming out in the next like couple of years right like already being eternal shang chi exactly spider-man yep. and everything else so after that we're not getting we're not going back until after captain america um winter soldier um loki season two and um well the multiverse of madness is gonna wrap up the that'll be wandavision uh, exactly. it'll actually it'll, it'll touch and upon some loki stuff also which it will. I, kind of a good segue here. So are you caught up on that? Hell yeah. Of course you are. Okay. Hell yeah. Have you so, heard the theory? Or which is which was actually confirmed by the by the final episode. Which would that be? The every episode corresponds to um one of the infinity stones. 
color wise. No, I didn't yeah. actually. Yeah. I, I didn't too, do too much digging on this after I watched the show. Um, <laughs> we'll get into the reason why in a minute, but no, I didn't hear that. Let, let's hear this. I, I'm, no, I'm I, I didn't either. It's just something I came across just this, like actually just the other day, but um It's like what they're saying is Loki episodes are they're like representative of or actually the Infinity Stones themselves. But it says, um, but basically each episode has a corresponding color to it. And then the themes within the episode also correspond to that cor- um, that corresponding huh. gem. Time, so, power. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so um, there's... There's the whole, where's that? I, there's the whole fact that, um, okay, for example, right off the top of my head, the, um, the episode where they're stuck on, the pa- on, the, on that um, one planet, it's all purple. Okay. Which is, and, and that's the, that, that's, um, that was the, the, um, all the one about uh, uh, basically power. Okay. And then the last episode was blue which reality right yeah 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 that and makes what sense. just happened yeah yeah which, which, you get a multiverse and like um the there's like one the the one episode was uh uh mostly orange so i'm, I'm okay. trying to find exactly where it was okay here we go episode one was uh was uh orange the time variance authorities area is all orange Okay. Yeah, um, time stone, obviously. Basically, okay. that one was basically about Loki's soul, what he's going to do with what Oh, his okay, okay, okay. Um episode two was the re- oh I'm sorry, episode two was the reality stone. And because the episode is shaded in um red, and it's the first one where um uh, um Sylvie appears and she actually okay. appears um within red light. Episode three has a connection to the power stone. That's the lamentous episode. Um episode four is the mind stone which is where he's actually where um loki tries to change uh mobius's mind okay the mind stone and um episode five um was uh covered in green and that was the that was where we met all the different versions of loki throughout their different realities but they're also different versions of loki in time okay Kid Loki and adult yes, Loki. Yes. Yes. So okay. So it, it ends up working out, and I was interesting. like, "Interesting." That, huh. that was that was an interesting look. That's pretty um, cool. But yeah, I dig the that. Show in general was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I show. I, I I I gotta say this. I was not as invested in this show as the previous two. There was something that just wasn't jiving for me. Maybe the first four episodes, three episodes. And I don't know exactly what it was. A lot of it had to do with the the character of Sylvie. I don't find her very engaging. I didn't find their chemistry to be very good. Um, However, the reveal, the last episode was amazing. And not to say that I didn't know going in, we were getting Kang because I did. And if they didn't deliver it, I figured it would be a stinger at the end of similar to Thanos at the end of the first Avengers. But the fact that they gave us a variant of Kang, which basically was dressed laying like, out. Which was dressed like Immortus. Yes. Who is 
a version of Kang. Exactly. And it was, I mean, Majors is, he's phenomenal. He is a phenomenal actor. So good. And I'm very, I thought it was a clever way to introduce the character without introducing the character. Right. And I really like the fact that they got a guy who's classically trained, who's able to, you know, really deliver different versions and, and different, you know, demeanors in every one of these variants that's going to be popping up. Cause you know, we're going to get quite a few. Oh, and yeah. when I, the actual we're get a council of Kangs, and I, when we I, get I the really Kang Kang, the council. real Kang, the OG Kang, it, he's going to be terrifying. Oh my God. I, I it's going to be great. Like I, I really hope we get, I really hope we get a really terrifying Kang. And then I really hope we get like a Rama Tut too. Like yeah. I, I, I want like all of these different versions of the character from the comic because after seeing what he did with He Who Remains, and I was like, and He Who Remains was like I said, basically Immortus, and yeah. I was like, and they may even make that, like, no, that wasn't Immortus, that was He Who Remains. That was We're yeah, that, a, a different variant. Yep. And exactly, I was like, it was so so good. Like, did you? Okay, I also read an article about that. Did you know, like, the whole like. He he improvised the whole jumping on the desk thing. I, I did read that. I read that and they said it was basically a stage, his stage background and and which yeah. is amazing. I mean it the guy delivered. Like, Yo, you could see up and getting ready to do something, and they were like, Okay, what's he about to do? Yeah, and they were like, they backed up, and next thing you know, boom, and we're like, Oh yeah. And I also just read that the uh the voices of the you know fictional the three reptile uh mm-hmm. council those were all voiced by him as well oh wow i didn't read using that. different that's voices awesome. that i didn't know i was like that's, that's cool awesome. yeah that is and i mean cool. that shows you this guy's range and the gravitas he's going to bring to this character because once you see thanos you're like well how are they going to top that you know i mean brolin was fantastic hit it out of the park also the way that they wrote his character was amazing yes um so being able to top him which a lot of people you know didn't even know that kang was coming i don't know how i mean i it was kind of clear there's there's like literally one or two other people it could have been and kang was the most likely yeah i mean it was pretty clear and also you know friends of mine had said well they're not going to bring him in in this series because he's going to make his his debut in uh Quantumania, which we already know because it's been out for months, the, the news about that. And I was like, yeah, but even if they have a stinger, they show him at the end, that would be enough for me. But the fact that they went full in, all in on this, and, and just said, showed, this and is our guy. Yeah. The statue. Yes. It was, it was Kang, a great reveal. Year, I was like, yeah, no, that's, I was, yeah, this is, yeah, this is. And the, the, the gut punch of, Loki going back to tell them, oh, there's a uh, there's bad versions of this guy coming. And they're like, who are you? Like, wh- what what are you talking about? And him just being like, oh, OK, things yeah, are. Gotta, yeah, you got to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, things are bad. We're in the wrong place because um, they work for that dude. Um, yes. I, I, I what I did, I, I really did. I did enjoy the show. I liked what they what I liked what they did with Sylvie was the way she was an amalgamation of so many different characters mm-hmm. and how it, depending on the part of the story, she, she would swing towards, she's more lady Loki 
then she would swing towards more she's more enchantress then mm-hmm. she would swing and it's like and then she would swing towards like straight down the middle where she's just it, it's all her own character and i was like and that's actually what i enjoyed about that um the little hints in the costume that said in like like her wristbands were basically enchantress's wristbands and right. wrist circular green and then i was like yes but then but then the rest of it was like loki and i was like okay i really enjoyed that um what myself and and jacinda did not enjoy was because it just kind of weirded us out was the whole romantic relationship yeah we were like i could see it since it's you being a brother sister thing but falling it's, it's even it's even further than that loud i got i go but you know I kind of get it because if anybody's going to fall in love with themselves, exactly. I think that's what they were going for, but they didn't realize how creepy it was. Exactly. <laughs> I think they were going for the narcissism and, and didn't just, realize it, that's just not. And it like I it. said, if she was a little more, um, a little more engaging to me and their chemistry, the way they bounced off each other. And I actually bought the fact that they were in love that could have worked maybe i don't know it might have won me over but the, the main thing that the main detractor for the series for me was that lack of chemistry lack of or dislike i should say for her character overall i didn't care for her. but the other thing that i really they kind of rushed the fact that this isn't the loki that's gone through all this stuff and went end to end game and was killed this is the loki fresh off of trying to take over the earth and the fact that he is totally 180 flipped by watching a, a movie on a projector, I didn't buy that. He still he should have been the cutthroat version of Loki from Avenge, the first Avengers film. And I just didn't get that. It was more like, let's make him redeemable because we need him to be redeemable because people like Loki now. I agree, but I disagree. I agree that it moved too quickly. I think it, the change should have happened closer to like episode three, episode four, than yeah. than than basically episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel because of the way they set the situation up for him of basically like, nah, you shouldn't even exist. Right, you're not the real one, and if you were, this is your life. Yeah. And, 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 and for him to see it and then what we, and for it to basically, I, I agree it happened too quickly, but I, I, I also agree with the way they did it because the way the Mobius character forced him to deal with himself was more okay. realistic than him just coming to terms with it on his own. Because that's basically what those first two, three, two and a half episodes were, was just him, was just Mobius hammering home. Like, listen, you're a fuck up. Yeah, and right. Like, 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 listen, and I like, I know who you are, but you keep trying to put forth this facade and I'm going to force you to see who for you, not even for you to see, because you know who you are. Right. I'm going to force you to put that out there because we don't have time for you to deal with me dealing with you the way you are right now. Right. And, and that's the, and I think that the only reason I was able to, to even get on board with this fast track to his rehabilitation was through the Mobius character, 
because he was taking none of his shit. Yeah, I can see that. It was, it was literally like every time Loki tried, he's like, no, no, no. I know yeah. your crap. Cut it. Stop. I'm done. The one thing I would say that would have made this show better for me, and I, I, don't get me wrong, I like the way it ended, but if at the end, when they gave them that whole layout of, okay, you you can kill me, or you can you know allow me to keep this pruning all these other timelines because this is the best for everyone, if Loki was the one who was like, nah, you got to go, buddy, that would have... He him turning back to the ruthless Loki and being like that would have been it would have made that show infinitely better for me. And Sylvie being the one like we have to go stop this. I half expected them to take over the TVA and do what they want. That's what I was expecting. I mean, I I really half expected them to just be like, well, okay, listen, we're not going to do what they did, but we're going to take over. Yes, and turn it into something different. I just thought that that was out of. I mean, I know they he redeemed himself, but it was very out of character for him to just be like, you know what? This guy's right. Let's go along with it. I just thought that that would have ended it on such a perfect note of him going, you know what? You got to go. But he also and, said, that, but 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 he who remains sowed the seeds of discord between the two of them. But he also sowed the seeds. Well, it was the seeds of discord between them by he immediately sylvie can you trust him and then but he also when he gave when he started offering all of that stuff to loki Mm -hmm. loki already wasn't there was loki like his his the way his eyebrow raised when he said the infinity gauntlet and he's like and i'll let you kill thanos that's i feel like that right there is what stuck in the back of his head when he finally heard that full story of yeah. what had happened because he's already experienced there's always a bigger bad. Yeah, right. He's That's always, true. He's already experienced that, and he's watched the he's watched the ramifications of that happen, and he's right. also met other people who have lived through those situations of there's always a bigger bad, and yeah. it's still not ending up well, and it's like. <laughs> So it's like he's got all of this crap in the back of his head now. And it's like, yeah, he may not have lived the life that the other Loki has, but in his few, we don't really know how time works. Like we, like he said, like Mm -hmm. that could have been like weeks for them, you know, or months or whatever. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, to us, it only felt like, you know, it it was only a couple of minutes or whatever, but I don't feel like, was that real time when they were, when they were stuck on, on, uh, in, in the void? Like, I, yeah. So, Regardless of even if it was, he went through some stuff. So <laughs> it's like he's seen some stuff. So in the back of his mind right now, and it's like, it's like, yeah, I can double cross, but there's always another double cross right behind it. So it's right. like right now, I have no stable ground. I just want to live. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to touch on the uh the what if trailer? Yeah, I actually just rewatched that. It's got a lot of lot of little things going, going on in there. Yeah, there is. Like I feel I almost feel like they're going to be connected and not connected. Like yeah. I feel like they're going to start off as a bunch of solo episodes, but they're all going to be building to something where they all where like a bunch of characters cross over. 
mm-hmm. because I feel because there's a scene in the the trailer where I know it. I know editing can make it look like people are actually talking. Yeah, but there was a visual that made me make the connection too, where Doctor Strange is talking to the Peggy Cap. Okay, and I'm like, okay, why? Like, I know in the Peggy Cap one. Steve Rogers is going to basically be driving the Iron Man suit. Right. And whatnot. So that one makes sense. Yeah. But why is Dr. Strange like you know that that right there just threw me off? I'm like, okay, I feel like feel like something is gonna is, is gonna happen. And then when they did the whole thing when the with you know where you hear the ancient one saying uh that it's all fluid and it all changes, yeah. like there's like a shot of like a bunch of the characters from the different together in the fight of New York. And I'm like, what? Like it was, it's like Black Panther, Star-Lord, um, a different version of Thor. And I don't think Thor is in his Star-Lord story. So that's why I'm like. Yeah, I think, I think that is. And I also, what you're saying, I think is completely on point. I think these episodes are going to be, single 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 leading up to oh they're all coming together as a part of a team to do something maybe the battle of new york again which would be great i think i'm all on board but i also think this isn't just you know like all the other cartoons that have come and gone that tell you know the same story of the heroes that we know i think that the fact that they're bringing in the voice talent not of everyone but of a lot of the big you know heavy hitters I think that tells us that this is going to have bigger implications on the MCU overall than just a a one-off animated series. I think it's going to have implications and direct correspondence to the MCU going forward with, with the multiverse. I, I really do think that. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, with everything that they're pushing with all the different, with all the different multiversal aspects, like, they don't build, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't put pieces in play for no reason. Yeah. And they don't put multiple pieces in play that are connected to the, to, to the same thought process or uh, MacGuffin or right. whatever without doing something. And yeah. all this multiversal, such as like, I feel like what if is almost the direct result is going to be the direct result of the Loki show. Yeah, and, that's what I I agree. I think that's. I mean, that's then, coming in what at less than a month. What? Yeah, they're like we're gonna see what all those branching. Ti- where that's yes. what this show is. It's that's what the show is gonna do. Timelines, and then multiverse of madness is going to be basically them dealing with the timelines or all the different multiverses in 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 some way, shape, or form. Maybe not killing it off, but maybe condensing it down to something a little bit smaller, so that yeah. there aren't thousands of different universes just maybe hundreds yeah i i think that's what's going to happen i and almost to the point where yes it's going to lead directly into multiverse of madness which i think that the fact that we knew there was a multiverse of madness what now two years ago Mm -hmm. that that was the name of it kind of detracted a bit from the big reveal of loki which I kind of saw coming a mile away and anybody who knows anything about these movies or Kang or any of that stuff would kind of see coming, not to say that it wasn't effective, but I think that it could have 
if they had held that back in this in this day and age, it's almost impossible. But if they could have held that back and that be the reveal, this isn't my own thought either. I, I think I saw this on Jeremy Johns. Uh, he had said, I, it. I it, like him. I as like soon him. as he said it, I was like, man, that would have been great if they would have held that. And that would have been the after credit stinger of the show, which was you'll see Loki will return in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That would have been amazing. I mean, I'm getting chills just thinking about that. That but would have see, been because phenomenal. Because of the fact that that's not coming out till tw- uh, 2022. Right. I, I, we're going to get Loki season two before that. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're going to, and that's going to further build into that. Yeah. But, I see, I see why, but I was just, when he said that, I was like, wow, that would have been amazing. Just, and they, and they actually could have, they really could have just, they really could have just left it as it was named Dr. It'll just be named Dr. Strange two. Right. All the way up until that reveal. And yeah. then say at the end of Loki at the season, end of two. season two of Loki. Yeah. yeah. He shows right. up and he's going right. to show up and in Dr. Strange two, the yeah. multiverse of madness. Yeah. And it's like, you, they, they could have held that back because if your movie is more than four years out, we don't need the full title. Yeah, it was crazy that they dumped that title so early. Honestly, like, I, I thought that was nuts. I, 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 you didn't, you didn't need to do that. I, like, yeah. I, I understand that there are some like really hungry fans out there, but like by doing this, you're making your situation worse. This is what the kind of shit that they, excuse me, this is what they're going to be expecting whenever any kind of huge event is like, oh, they're going to be dropping all the titles, they're right. going to be dropping, and then when they don't do it. Why did Marvel do that? They could have given us this and they could have given it. I mean, it already happened. So you're just yeah. like feeding into it by, yeah. by giving out. Like, they really should have held that out. But yeah, I'll agree. I, I think that that would have been such an impact and left you on such a, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening kind of thing. Mm-hmm. However, you know, it, it is what it is. And I I'm, I still think it ended in a really good way. I'm not you know, I'm not complaining at all. I'm just saying that would have been a, a big mic drop moment for them if they could have held that back you oh, know yeah. oh yeah i mean and 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 this is i'm gonna get off topic just for like two seconds but i it, it's quick but it it, it does it, it wraps it, around huh <laughs> yeah it does stick to this my whole thing with okay the last yeah the last three terminator movies they ruined with their trailers I watched the trailers. I did not watch the last three movies. I, honestly, I... You don't have to because they give away the twists. Yeah. And every time they did that, I was like, yo, you ruined the movie. Oh, they I did do that with uh, John Connor is the is the Terminator. I remember that. And I was okay, like... Yeah, that was Genesis. That? Yeah, I watched... Uh, okay. I watched Salvation. That was the one with... Uh, 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 that one wasn't terrible. No, I thought wasn't. that was okay with Bale, that was right? the, the thing is, is they gave away the, the, the twist in the trailer. Now, could you imagine... If I went into the yeah. movie and you did not know he was a cyborg. Yeah, that would have been cool. When that reveal hit, you would, oh, no. Yeah. Same thing with Genesis. They gave that away in the trailer. And and don't get me wrong, that movie wasn't great. But it, it, if you had not given away that moment yeah. in the trailer, right. again, oh, no. It just, it just, and then. With the last one, you did not need to let everybody know that Sarah Connor was back. You could have literally just yeah, had it. That would have been a big. Yes. The other chick. And then when they got to the theater, 
Yeah. I I almost feel that they're so, I don't feel, I know this for a fact. They're so worried that the the movie's going to fail. They're like, we have to put this in to make people come. We have to. I I agree. It's just, and that says a a little more faith in your audience. You know, it's just, it's sad. That that shows a lot about the the faith in the audience, but also the faith in the movie itself. Right. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about the movie where you feel like you can't keep your secret long enough for the people to see it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, the days, and I'm a big, I'm a big fan of seventies movies and back in the seventies, I mean, the trailers that you got, they were literally almost nothing. It oh, was yeah. a voiceover of maybe a part of a scene. Sometimes just the saying was all you had to get. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All it was was a voiceover, a, a sound of a chainsaw, and that was it. I mean, you that, oh, yeah. that's all you needed to know. The name kind of hooks you right away anyway. Same thing with Jaws. I mean, there was that music. People saying it was it was based on a bestseller, and that's all you needed to get people in the door. You know, I mean, there's no there's no banking on the fact that people want to see your movie just based on the fact that it's good. It they just have to throw everything at you, and it's part of the you know. I guess it's a lot of it has to do with the you know the way the world is right now and media and all that stuff, and they want everything instant gratification. Everybody wants but, instant gratification, right? Everybody exactly. Wants instant gratification, and I'm like, no, nah, I can wait. I, I I can wait, but I I you know my my like I have a friend that refuses. Like he won't watch trailers anymore. Like he'll watch like maybe the first teaser trailer that comes out for a movie, yeah. and then he won't re- watch anything else because he's like, they the trailers ruin half the time they ruin the movies they give away the best part. I have to give it to Marvel for the simple fact that they will literally put parts in the trailer that don't even exist in the movie. The <laughs> Just time, to throw you off the trail, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like, but I was looking forward to that scene. Yeah, that's true. But then you got, they just did this in Shang-Chi. How, how much more impactful would that scene with Abomination and Wong have been seeing it for the first time in a the theater? Oh, it You would have lost your mind. It, it would have been ridiculous. And I mean, ridiculous. I don't get me wrong. When I saw the trailer the first time, I did, but it's a waste of a, it's a waste of a pop. You know, oh, it's yeah. it, it, and, and now everybody and, knows. And and especially when you're doing it in this sort of a universe and in this sort of a world where the fans that have been following are gonna know that you know, like right. we're gonna we're we're gonna lose our we're gonna lose it when we see it. Yeah, we're gonna pop exactly. We're gonna, it's just and that's, that's the way it is. It's almost, and, and you know, it's a little bit. It's basically fan service that scene, it, unless there's some bigger, you know, there might be a bigger plot device that's going on there. But I mean, that's really comes down to it's an Easter egg. It's a glorified Easter egg. So if that's the case, why show it in the trailer? Other than they don't have faith in people going to see a movie about Shang Chi who they don't know. And the thing is, is that. You can't even, I mean, you can say that, but it's like, what, what, I mean, we even seeing that scene, we all know that that's literally going to be maybe five minutes of a movie. Right. Exactly. So, like, it's like, I, hey, I, I don't know what the that, reason they, they, they had my money when they, when they had me at, with Kung Fu superhero movie. Like I, they, they had my movie. That's they got your name movie. all over it. Yep. They had yep. my money. Second, second, second. And then, and then that second trailer. A second trailer, they really had once they actually started showing yeah. the rings and all, and yeah, 
and and I, you know, I'm good. Don't show me no more. I actually saw uh, the Funko Pops for them in the store the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I went there and they had the one for uh, what's his name, Razor Fist, mm-hmm. which looked pretty cool. They had one for uh, Mandarin, just when he's as human, not human, when he's when he's just regular. Uh, Wenwu just Wenwu. Yeah. And they did have one other character who I'd never even heard of before. It was like it looks like a villain of some sort and it's a girl, but it's not the it's not the assassin with the mask with the kabuki mask that's from the from the trailer. Oh, so it had it, had it, me intrigued. It's probably the other it's probably his sister. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, she's got like I, short hair and yes, that's yeah, who it was. Yeah, that's his sister. They show him fighting her briefly in one of the trailers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't remember that because when yeah, I saw supposed the, to be, yeah, it's his sister like, that? dude, I listen, I, I'm 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 down for this movie for real, for real. And I do like what Marvel does whenever they're getting ready to, you know, put a character out. They like for the like the year and change before that, they really start pushing that character in the comics and whatnot. And yeah. Granted, it won't it won't track the same, but they, you know. They use it, and then they use that ability to do new things with the character and bring that character into a new world and, and build right. upon it and stuff like that. And I, I really like, listen, this new Shang-Chi book, this is yeah. fire. This is just the first seat. This is the first, um, this is just a miniseries. The, he has an ongoing that's going on right now, and it continues on from that, and it's, it's, it's really good. I've actually enjoyed what they've done with their martial arts characters. Like, I'm a huge Iron Fist fan. Right, huge, huge. The show, I, right? Just <laughs> literally, just just all the more recent Iron Fist stuff, like from Immortal Iron Fist on, because right. that one was fantastic. Like yeah. I, yeah, seriously. But you I didn't look, hear you didn't hear my dig to you. You no, like the the TV show, right? Not the comics. <laughs> I heard you. I just ignored it. Yeah, I know. Oh boy. Because I, I, I still want the dude that played Ken in the Street Fighter Assassin's Fist move, um, series to play Iron Fist because he's an actual yeah. martial artist. He actually kind of looks the part. He's a geek. He wanted the part. And I'm like, why they should just cast him because he would have been perfect. He, he, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's very odd with that show because uh, to get off subject for a second, he the, the, the actor that they got. He's not a bad actor. I mean, he no. was in Game of Thrones. He was decent in that. He wasn't great. He was kind of a, a third tier character. But at the same time, the writing and execution of that show was so bad. I just don't understand it. And everybody and told the, me, oh, season two is better. And I'm like, I don't care because I'll never watch it because I hated it. No, and, and the season. thing is, 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 it was better, but it's like, but not for his character, like for every other character in the show. Like, yeah. It, Colleen and, Wing and and uh, and, and, uh, and Misty and, Misty and, and like, yeah like, they were all like, and I liked them beforehand you know so oh, yeah oh yeah I liked them from the first season and that was of uh, uh, from from the first season of that and Luke Cage I was like and yeah Misty got, was great in Luke Cage yeah. yeah they got the best character development in that series like but they it's like they didn't know what to do with yeah. Iron Fist with Danny and it's like just dude like he's he's like I understand where you're coming from but like. He's goofy with a, he's goofy rich and with the heart of gold and he's a martial arts freaking genius. That that just just so let's him. have him be beat up at every turn. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, yeah, it's no. crazy. It was he crazy. Be literally goofy up until the moment of the fight, and then it should be like, oh, yeah, he probably shouldn't have messed with this dude. Yeah, 
But anyway, moving I digress. On. I digress. Moving on. So we touched on a few of the things here um, that have been coming up in, you know, in geek news. Um, and we said at the top, we were talking about Silverhawks. So now into uh, the, the meat of what we wanted to talk to talk about today, which was with the revival of He-Man and the news that I don't even know how to say the kid's name uh, dropping out of the live action movie. Um, wouldn't it be cool if we could, and you and I do it all the time, cast an actual Masters of the Universe, He-Man, TV show or movie? I mean, I would actually prefer it to be a TV show on some kind of platform because it's, it, it allows for longer storytelling. I, 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 at this point, I agree as I, I would really like that. I would, I, I kind of would like a movie though, but I, I definitely agree. The long form storytelling for something like this would definitely be a better route, um, which would actually probably allow, you know, actually always better character development and, you know, and allowing for the, the casts that we come up with to breathe more. Yeah. I mean, just able to, to dive a little deeper and, and explore the epic proportions of what this series could be and these characters could be. Um, so without further ado, I mean, we do want to, we, we both compiled our list. I compiled a list of, for my casting would be six heroes on the, I guess you want to call them the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe side, along with uh, Orko and the Sorceress, and then six for the Skeletor and the Evil Warriors. Um, you know, I, also, I also threw King Randor and uh, Queen Marlena in there. So who did you like have more, on your... I, have like the, I literally have all of the Evil Warriors. Oh, and, nice. and that, but I, not all, but like the major ones. But I, I literally... I feel, He's like, I got six heroes. I'm like, six? <laughs> I got like, I got He-Man, I got Man in Arms, I got Tila, and I got Clamp Champ. I like I I didn't even I didn't even think beyond that. I like I didn't I didn't I should have and I, I was trying I, to think of more more along the lines of if you were making let's say a series just to make it evenly odd, even the odds here. And you know, no, no, you I make, understand. I just, I just I just didn't think. But then you have all of the all of the Skeletor's crew in there. You, you got them all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, got, I literally got. I, I literally only got a couple of people. But I could come up with. I could. I can easily come up with somebody for for some of these. You know. Yeah. Well, and as we go, we'll we'll, we'll say our. Uh, do you want to start from the top, the big guy, or what do you want to do here? You want to. Sure, you want sure, to throw... sure, 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 sure. Okay. All right. Well, for He Man himself. I think the obvious choice would be Chris Hemsworth. I mean, of course that's the obvious choice. The guy has the stature. He has the looks. He is He-Man in my Presence. eyes. And he's just, as we've seen in uh, Ghostbusters, uh, the, the reboot, he could be goofy and silly and be Prince Adam and also be the imposing Thor from the MCU. He could be He-Man. So that was my pick. I mean, it's a little on the nose, but that would be my pick. I think he is the embodiment of that character. 
Um, Hemsworth was um, obviously he's my backup because I didn't want to go with the uh, obvious. And <laughs> you and let me do that, I, and I knew that's who you were going to go for. I knew it was. <laughs> so um, I actually went with Alan Richson, who plays okay on, yes. Titan, on on Titans. Yes, um, he's a big dude, and mm-hmm. um, he's got the stature. He's got the look. Um, yeah. I, I I feel like he could pull off the intensity. Uh, and given the shot, he was also rock, the voice of Raphael and the motion yep. capture for Raphael in the most recent Ninja Turtle movies. And he was Aquaman. And he was Aquaman, right? Yeah. Smallville. So, yep, yep. So he's got um, the he's got the superhero credentials and the and the. Now, uh, do you actually have an Adam, or did you want to have? I was going to have Adam be the same guy, and and honestly, on some on some, on some Captain America. Yeah, I don't know if they'd be able to to do that. But in my in my movie, I have all the money in the world. I got the Bezos money, so I'm, I'm okay. gonna make it. Okay, I'm gonna make it happen. Um, I actually had an Adam. Um, I have a actor named Joseph Quinn and Gabriel Rush. They were actually both on. Um, I think they were both. They're uh, Stranger Things. Okay, who was that? Who 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 were they? What were the characters? Let me they, let me go re look uh... up Joseph Quinn because I had him, and. I'm gonna do that too. Let me take a look. Let me see who, you're, who you're pulling out of the hat here. Joseph Quinn, and he's Stranger Things. You say? No, no, he was not. Actually, yeah, Joseph Quinn was actually on Game of Thrones season seven. He was. Um, okay, and, I I I see the guy. I'm looking yeah. at him. Um, I don't remember what else I saw him in, but why his name came up. But I was like, oh yeah, no, he actually looks like he could pull that off, but. Um, the other one, Gabriel, um, I originally was going to go for, uh, everybody's current go-to for young, for young people. Um, what's dude's name? Um, in, um, he's in Dune. Oh, Jeremy or Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Yes. Okay. He's an actor that. I've seen him. And then in, I was like, nah. Didn't, yes. look, he didn't look. He didn't look. He didn't look the part. Uh, I was I, trying to find someone that still had a facial structure that that was close yeah. to Alan Richardson, and he definitely does not. Yeah. Um, but the other dude, Gabriel Rush, he was actually in um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, I know the, who you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, he was the nerdy kid. Oh, yes. Okay. And I was like, actually, yeah, no, he would actually work. Um, cause he actually has a closer hair color and look, but those were the, uh, that, but I could actually see the going, the Captain America route with the, the that was my yeah. thought. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, you could all together just make him He-Man, make him a soldier in an army and just go that you route as well. That. You don't. You, you don't have to go. You could Adam. have him just be Adam and have him be slightly like, and 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 be uh, the prince and and whatnot, and just be slightly smaller too. Yeah, like he doesn't or, have to be skinny Steve small. He could yeah. literally just be just smaller and sh- just shorter yeah. and thinner and yeah. still look like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, you know, or, or, or 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 the other person or Alan Richardson. It it would work. Um, Either way, I definitely would do that. Who did you have for uh, Man at Arms? Well, I went back and forth a lot on this one, but the the one guy I kept coming back to 
is Gerard Butler. I think that Gerard Butler has the, and you know, his movies as of late have been a little diminishing returns, I think, but he still has a presence about him, a, a, a commanding presence. He still has, I mean, his, if I met him in an alley, I wouldn't want to fight the dude. I'll tell oh, you no, that. No, 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 no. You know, he no, just I has don't. an imposing look. I mean, he's the right age for to be, you know, to be a man at arms to a Chris Hemsworth's uh, He-Man. I mean, I think at, I think he's maybe 50 and Hemsworth's 37, somewhere in that range. Um, so that was my pick. I thought that he, he also has been in a, a few uh, military movies, and I think that would really uh, lend – some credibility to him being the, this leader of this future army, this, uh, this leader that he man looks up to and actually has a lot of respect for. And one of the only guys he, he can say, you know what, I don't want to mess with that guy. And I think that for a guy like Gerard Butler, I think that that's that he would be a perfect fit. Who'd you have? I actually had David Harbour. Ah, David Harvey's a good choice. David Harvey's a good choice. I like that. Um, I had him there because of the whole fatherly aspect to Tila. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see him as a dude that can be a badass and um, the soldier type. He wears a mustache really well. Uh, <laughs> that is true. That's a big. That's a big thing. I also, with the character like him in a movie, I don't think he needed to be jacked. He could just be in good oh, yeah. shape. Because yeah, he's basically going to be wearing armor, mm-hmm. um, and I also see him being able to spout off some techno babble, and it not sounding ridiculous coming out of him. Yeah, I go with that. I, I I always my my casting back in the day was Ted Levine, um, who you would probably know as uh, Silence of the Lambs. He was Buffalo Bill. He's got that. In later movies and and TV shows and stuff, he's always had a uh, he's got that gravelly voice. He mm. wears a mustache, great, just like you mm. said. And I think that uh, a lot of it has um has to do with just that uh, that presence. He he's a guy that has presence, so he he was always on my list. But I think he's up there. I think he's getting maybe seventy ish. Yeah, so I'm like, ah, he, he's he's got to go. But yeah, I think that uh. I think Harbor would have been a really good choice, and I, I, I like my choice of Butler as well. I do too. I definitely do. Um, I actually had for Tila. I had Karen Gillan. I like that. I like that a lot. I, 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 and the thing was is like I, I, I had her already, and then I had recently, and then I just watched uh, Gunpowder Milkshake on uh, Netflix, which she's oh, in. Okay. Yeah. And dude, she's tall. Like really? every time she's around anybody in that movie, she just seems so tall. Like huh. she's five eleven, and like every time she's next to half the people in that movie, she's just like towering over them. Okay, it's, and, it's just, and and like we all know she can she can fight. I mean, she can do stunts and stuff. Ruby Roundhouse and Nebula are two very physical. Roles. Yeah, I think I think that would be a, a really good fit for that. I I didn't think of her only because her her face is more. I mean, she's, she's got a, obviously she's, got, she's very young. She has a she's very got young like face. a Chewbaric face, like a like yes. big, big round face, che- uh, cheeks and stuff. And when I think of Tila, 
honestly, like the one thing that I always think about when I think about her is she has a resting bitch face, which watch, watch gunpowder milkshake. Yeah. Because she literally, okay. she does, she does the deadpan all okay. throughout this movie. Like seriously, like she's just, <laughs> I'll have to check that out because I, I and 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 that's what really set it off. I was I, I was like, yeah, no. Now that I'm seeing you do this face all movie long, <laughs> like even when she gets a hint of a smile, it's just sort of yeah, it's a smirk. And I'm like, okay, oh, okay, yeah, you could definitely do hard ass Tila. Yeah, because I, I I kept thinking about that too. And 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 the thing is, it's it's like Nebula is so different because of the blue and the ball. Right. And, and, yeah. But she doesn't smile there either. So, yeah, but it's just it's it's a disconnect because you're not thinking of her exactly. actual physical. And then you appearance. think of her as a as as you know as the redhead ass kicker, and you look at Ruby Roundhouse, and she just like like you said, cherubic and beautiful. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but now I can see that. I mean, definitely has the the action credentials. Obviously, from what you said, the stature. I didn't know she was that tall. And <laughs> Yo, I, I'm telling you, when you see her in that movie, you're gonna be like, hmm. Okay, I have to check it out. Yeah, my my pick for her was um she's not super duper well known. I think you probably know her because you you and I talk a lot about movies. But Teresa Palmer, um, she's an actress who's been in a lot of stuff. I think the first time I saw her, she was in I Am Number Four. Okay, I know who you're talking about now. Um, she's blonde, like like a uh, dirty blonde, but she's got that face, especially in that movie because she's supposed to be obviously a you know, uh, a, a robot or whatever. Um, so, but I've seen her in other movies. She was in, she's done a lot of lesser known stuff, but I saw her in a movie called triple nine, which was like a, um, like a crime thriller kind of thing. And she was, she played like almost, um, uh, like a down on her luck, uh, criminals, um, wife or fiance, I forget what it was, mm-hmm. but she has a lot of range. She has a good look. She's she was, I don't think she's that tall, but I she just has the look of what I would think Tila looked like. Obviously, she's beautiful as well, but um, she just has a look that I think that Tila, when I look at her, I see Tila. Um, I, I, I see it, I definitely see it. And again, she's a lesser known, and I, I was also thinking of. I wanted to try to have somebody on the same level as Hemsworth. Obviously, he's propelled to stardom. Um, but everybody that I was looking at in that age range and and that kind of, uh, you know, level didn't really hit it for me. But I was thinking of her and someone in that age range. And I, I said, yeah, I think I think she would be a really good fit. I could see it. I definitely could see it. So now that we got the top three out of the way, I mean, it could go anywhere for you for your last one or two. I have three Orko and Sorceress left. Who do you have next? Uh, well, I can tell you who I have for you. Well, who do you have for your Orko? For my Orko, I went with Andy Circus. I don't know if I would necessarily have him do the mocap thing, but his voice work and just the, obviously, going from Gollum, I think he would be able to nail a voice like that. I I've seen him in other movies where he plays, you know, a regular human guy. He's a very good actor. Um, I think that he would be able to embody that like 
kind of annoying, kind of joyful, kind of mischievous vibe that Orko has. I think he would. Yeah, he actually would work. Um, I originally actually had Frank Welker, but okay. then I then I actually was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what, Jaleel White. Jaleel White, that came out of nowhere. It actually did earlier today. I don't know why, but oh. I was thinking about him. I saw him doing something recently, and then it like, and I saw like he was doing an interview for something, and I was like, my man used to do Sonic's voice. Oh right, right. I totally I forgot like, oh, about that. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, he'd be perfect actually. He yeah, if they went full CG, perfect. he'd be a very good voice. I like that. And and I'm like knowing that he's from like our generation. Like yeah. I, I feel like it's if if someone came at him and was like, "Yo, you want to be in a He-Man movie? You want to do Orko's voice?" He probably would do it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think, and also would we'll give. Obviously, this whole thing that we're doing is because of nostalgia. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the reason that He-Man's still around. That's the reason why we're still talking about him. And you could say the same for Family Matters and for Urkel, and people still know him, and people still do the. My daughter, she's 13 years old, and she still pulls her sweatpants up like him, and you know, laughs and says that I do that. So mm-hmm. it's something that it's in the zeitgeist. He's a guy who has been around and has you know staying power. So not to say that he's you know, going to bring all these masses in to watch the thing, but I no, think people will go, it, oh, it, cool. Like they have a guy from there. And Jaleel White as Orc. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, he's the prestige player in that one, right? Yeah, they'd be like, what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, you want to go to the side of darkness next? Well, I, I do have a, a couple oh, of you sorcerers. Yeah, I was going to say, I will go with my sorcerers. This is the only person I could think of. I mean, I wanted to go fairly young, youngish, um, young to me. <laughs> Can't be too young because they are Teela's mother. See, I was going, and this this will still work even even with that. I was going to go as the fact that you don't really know that in my in my story, but that's fine. So I went with Kate Blanchett. That's who I went with too. Ah. <laughs> There's only one person I think of when I think of her. And I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I just think she has that stately. I guess it has a lot to do with Lord of the Rings. She has that stately presence. She has this demeanor about her that you go to her and she's going to give you all the answers. And I think that's what, obviously what you need in a, in a episode or in a character like uh, the Sorceress. And I think that she would nail that role. She really would. She, 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 she was the first person I thought of exactly like you said, Galadriel put it in there. And then, and then it's like, but I also know she can do darker aspects because of hell. So yeah. it's like, I, 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 I like that. Like, I like the fact, cause the sorceress is going to be someone who is all about good, but is still holding back secrets. Yeah. And I, 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 I feel like she could definitely pull that off. And I just love the hell out of that woman anyway. Like, yeah, she's great. I mean, I, honestly, she, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything I didn't like. So she's so just yeah, one no, of those I people. This, I'm mad you said that too. Hey, Blanchett. I'm like, <laughs> I stole your thunder. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. I'm like, oh, it's exactly who I had. I, I think it's odd that both of us, because usually we don't, we don't always meet up exactly on things. And, and a lot of times, especially like with story-wise and stuff, you, you're you're on a whole different 
level than I am. I always go, I'm the tried and true. I like, I like source material. You like uh, when they change things up, but it's funny that both of us landed there on her. And honestly, I don't have a second choice. I was thinking, I was racking my brain. I couldn't think of one. Only name I have for that. Yeah. It's very odd. All right, moving on. Um, I, I have a few people that, that I put on my good side. I'll just run down them real quick, and then we'll, we'll head over to, to Skeletor. Okay. Um, so I had his, to round out his team. I had Stratos, and the guy I picked for him was Aaron Eckhart. You know, it's funny because I, if I now that I'm thinking about it, when I'm gonna, if, if I'm going to cast Stratos, I'm going to cast Gerard Butler. See, I was going back and forth on that because they he actually kind of looks more like Gerard Butler than he does Aaron Dude, Eckhart. He, they, they basically made him sound like uh uh they made him also sound like uh 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 what's his name in, in the, the, the 2000 X reboot um reboot they made him sound like Sean Connery. Oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was, yeah, uh, and he's and he is, yeah, he could do the he could even do that his regular his regular voice. accent. Yeah. So I, I'm so I didn't think of it, but as soon as you said Stratos, I was just like, you yeah, know, Sean Connery. But I like your pick too. I like, and again, same same reason. He's done a lot of military roles. He has a presence to him. He's a guy who, uh, and his his face is he's just got that jaw and that face yes. and the in the, uh, oh the cleft in his chin, and you're just like, okay, this is a guy I got to take orders from. This is a guy I want to be on my side when when I'm going to he battle. Could definitely be the leader. He could definitely be the leader of. of of a, of a race. Yes. So that, that was my choice for him. Uh, I also had uh, Manny faces who he's not a, he's not like top tier guy. He's not the guy, but he's a counter part to another guy I'm going to talk about later. Um, and the person I went to for him was uh, Lee Pace. I think that Lee Pace is a very underrated actor. I think he can do a lot. He was Ronan the accuser in guardians um he's another physically imposing guy he's like six four mm-hmm. just big dude um he could play serious and with the many faces i think man he faces i think he could pull off all the all the three all the three different faces uh that he goes with i'm trying to think of someone else and that's actually a really good cast i'm just gonna go with that myself <laughs> um I and have. Oh wait, you got one more. I had one more. I have uh, the the last one was Ram Man, only because you need a little bit of lightheartedness on your team, and Kevin James was my pick. I don't know if if it's. I mean, obviously he's funny. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah, so he was bad. my guy. I'm glad you liked that. I wasn't. I couldn't sure. think of anybody. I have Ram Man too, and I actually had. Uh, John Cena. Cena Rand would be good. He's a good pick, too. I like that. But, yeah, um, no, as soon as you said Kevin James, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, what made me think of it most was the, the movie he was in where he played, what was it called? Here Comes the Boom, where yeah. he played the MMA fighter, and he was jacked. I mean, he, he was probably in the best shape of his life. Um, but he's a funny guy. He can do the physicality. He's my he's my Ram man. That's the guy I went with. I could see that. I could I could definitely see that. I do like the John Cena one too because he he's actually pretty good at comedy. Oh, he's funny, man. He's he's and, really and, funny, and I think he would be good. He's obviously jacked, and, and you yeah, know, and he's also one of the like he's a bigger dude, but he's also like a, a he's not one of he's not like 
super tall either. He's more wide. Yeah, right. So, yep. so he's got that right build. Um, I did mention this in tech messages. Um, my actually my my I, because I didn't bring up anybody else, but I thought of somebody else. Um, and we already actually spoke about the actor that I choose for him earlier right. today. Um, yep. I I brought in Clamp Champ, and because <laughs> I wanted such, some diversity to the cast. He's so underrated, and he is. Um, and um, and 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 while I'm at it, I'm, I'm gonna throw in um, Fisto as well. Just because then we could have the two dudes with basically the same silver and purple up okay. chest plates thing. And um for Clamp Champ, I actually had Jonathan Majors. I like that a lot. Um, I like that a lot. And because he I, can I, bring a lot to the role. Um, the reason why I actually brought him in, not just because of the whole diversity thing, is the Masters of the Universe lore is crazy. It's all over the place. Depending on what you're reading, what you're watching, what you're playing, or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a little different. Um, right. with the most recent line of toys, uh, the origins lines and everything else, they've sort of molded everything together and come up with their own line. Um, and then in doing so, they also wrote like mini comics to go with it. And I told the story of like the final battles of the, of Eternia and move forward into their his their, their future and everything. Um, well, man at arms gets turned into a, a snake man. And then it ends up being a permanent thing. And then he ends up sacrificing himself and ends up being Roboto, um, uh, Roboto at arms because he transfers his mind into a, 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 a Roboto shell that he had created just in case. After his <laughs> first transformation into a snake. He wanted to be able to make a backup. So that happens. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And the person that takes Man-at-Arms place as the actual Man-at-Arms is Clamp Champ. Okay. Sadly, the person that had to kill Man-at-Arms when he turned Snake was Clamp Champ. Okay. Clamp Champ was, Man-at-Arms was also Clamp Champ's mentor. So I'm feeling like, let's Getting throw deep that, into the, that in there. Deep into so the Clamp Champ. Man-at-Arms, Clamp Champ is not the captain of the guard. He's basically Man-at-Arms second in, second in command, though. Okay. The captain of the guard is obviously still Tila. Mm-hmm. And then you have Fisto, basically you have Clamp Champ and Fisto as Man at Arms, two right hand men. Okay. So and for Fisto, I um I, I threw in uh Joel Edgerton. Okay, I like that. I think he would be a good I, I especially what the heck was it when I I just saw him in and he had he was even sporting the mustache. Oh, uh, what was it? Well, I know I know he had the beard in in, in something recently too. Yeah, he'd be a good fit. I like that. I like I like him. I like him as an actor. I think he's really good. Um, I also think that I didn't really put too much thought into this, but sitting here just running off the top of my head, I think that the guy who's currently playing Superman on that TV show, Tyler Hoechlin, Hecklin, however you say his name, I think he'd be a really good fist, though. Uh, he, has, he has this... Something about him. He wears a mustache well too. I've seen him in uh Everybody Wants Some. He's he's very funny in that. But I think he just has that face, and I think he he would be a good fit. But I like that. I like Joel Edgerton, man. I th- I think he's a good he would be a good get for them to round out this crew. I mean, you know, cast wise, because my guy, he's not very well known. Not everybody knows him. But yeah, I like that. So um you said you had a King Randor? I did. Um, I went with 
and this is another obvious pull, but I had to do it because he's my boy, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah, he would really work. He really he, would work. I'm, I don't, I don't even want to say mine. I mean, he would work, but I, yours is so much better. Who do you got? Who do you got? Um, I actually have uh, Max Martini. He was in. Oh yeah, um, I know him. Uh, Pacific Rim. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I like that. He's he's also an imposing, uh, you know, uh, military like dude. I like. But that. I feel like he could be stately as well. But yeah, he like looks that. like the kind of dude that's older. But like, yeah, if you still put a sword in his hand, he's still gonna get up and mess up a bunch of people. Yeah, I like that. My my yeah, other. I feel, I really feel that's what Randor should be. He should be like he should look like. Yeah, no, I'm king now. Right. But you don't want me to get up off the throne. Yeah. That's where I was going with that. And the other two guys that I had in mind, um, the one was a little, you know, he, he's kind of uh, another one who you're like, oh, well, you're thinking about uh, some kind of guy holding a sword. I went with Sean Bean. I thought Sean Bean would be a really good. Dude, I, I, I immediately went there. I was like, nope, nope. Don't want to do that. <laughs> it's it's almost too too on the nose you know what i mean I, I i think that and we'll get into more castings i think he's more perfectly suited for another person in another franchise um but i he was he was on my short list um and then the other one was clive owen who he's been kind of out of the spotlight recently but he's a guy and a lot of it i'll, I'll be honest king arthur the, the Antoine Fuqua. Oh, I love that movie. I, it's one of my favorites. I love it. And he's a guy who he could, he's not, I mean, he's the king, but he's not like the king sitting in the throne king. But he's a dude where if he was sitting on the throne and he needed to grab a sword and jump into battle, you'd be like, see, yeah, I can yeah, believe I can that. that. Yeah. Um, I actually have Lena Hetty as Queen Marlena. Okay. You went with Lena Hetty for Marlena. That's interesting because. I have her somewhere else on my list. I know she's Evil Lynn for you. Of course she, she is. Yes, she's, she's going to be mine. But you'll wait till you hear mine. Wait till you hear mine. Okay. All right. But, so let let's hear let's hear why she's your Queen Marlena. Just because of the uh, her uh, see, because Marlena, I always I in the comics, I I always feel that she's just like a kind person. You know what I mean? And and Lena Headley, although she may be a very nice lady in real life, who knows? Um, and I'm sure she, she is. Some mean. She every character i've ever seen her play has been a mean evil woman i mean it's just typecast not a mean evil woman no you're right gorga's not it's yeah but other than that i can't think of another thing where she was a, a hero you know what i mean um she was also sarah connor oh uh, right i forgot about that show and she's yeah. actually in she's in um gunpowder milkshake playing um oh. karen gillen's mom Man, I gotta watch this show or this movie. I gotta, I gotta Dude, check this out. Karen Gillan, Lena Headey, Michelle Yeoh, Angela Bassett, uh, oh, wow. Carla Gugino. Like, yo, the, the, the cast is on point, and huh. the movie was fun. I'll have to um, check it out. I, I gotta I watch that her because I'd like to see her get to play something like you said. That's yeah. not. It's sort of against type, right? Like, I want to see her get to play that motherly, you know, role. But I also would love for it, let's say, like, what if the movie actually started with, because she's from Earth, her landing right. on Earth. as an, So you get to see her be kick-ass for a little bit, too, as an astronaut mm -hmm. and all this okay. stuff. But, you know, I, I just felt like she had that, the, the, the weight yeah. that she is queen. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though she's an outsider, people would still respect her. Yeah, I could see that totally, 100%. And uh, she wasn't going to take nothing from nobody. So that, that, that's, that, that was the reason why I went with her. I like um, that. Uh, I, I, I trust me. She, she was almost my evil end, but we'll get there in a minute. Yes. All right. So this is almost a throwaway. Um, but Queen Marlena in my, uh, pick was Julianne Moore. I've, I've seen her in a ton of things. I think she's a great actress. Um, she always is confident and, uh, exudes like a, uh just a a real motherly if um if you if that's a, the right word just a motherly vibe i mean going back to uh boogie nights when mm. she was like and which is one of my favorite movies i love that movie and i love her in it um and she's the right age she's still gorgeous she oh, could yeah. pull it off she still looks great um so she was my my pick for marlena um Sure, I have to hear your Skeletor because I, I I had issues with with Skeletor. Really, I had like I had my one and and your prop, but I had issues. <laughs> I had um, issues. honestly, I've always only had one guy in mind for this. If I sat down and thought about it, I could probably come up with better better ones. Um, but my guy that's always been in my mind, and he's kind of. I feel like a lot of the things that I'm picking are like on the head um, or like on the nose, I should say. Um, but my Skeletor pick was always Mads Mikkelsen. I think that he's, he's my number three. He's just the, the right amount of creepy when he needs to be. He can be if you're doing the, the human version of him, him being the brother of Vigo Mortensen makes sense. I could see um, that definitely. And, you know, I always just. And yes, he was Cassilius in Strange, and he's uh, going to be whatever the hell his name is in the Harry Potter movies. I don't follow those movies, but he's a bad guy in that. I get it. He's a bad guy in a lot of things, but he does it well, and he does it convincingly. Uh, the only hurdle may be he's sometimes hard to understand. Um, yep. But again, I think that's a, a minor, you know, a minor problem. I think he'd be able to deliver. Um. Who you got? So there's a bit of a nostalgia factor and uh, and um, cyclical casting. Uh-huh. Dolph? Yep. <laughs> I don't hate it. I, I actually, I, I, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I for some odd reason, it just kept, like, every person I came to, I was just like, yeah, but Dolph. Dolph Lundgren, like, would be cool. The fact that you have former He-Man now as Skeletor, I like that. He's an imposing dude. He's got the voice, like he could be the older brother of Randor. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Like he could still, and he can still do physical. Yeah, I mean, just he was an Aquaman. He was imposing. He was kingly. He was. He was Drago again. Yeah, I like that. He was Drago again. I mean, yeah. it, 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 my, I mean, I, my other choice was, uh, actually, uh, Drew Gray Scott. Okay. Um, um, 
I would say the only the only drawback to him is he looks every bit of whatever age he is. I mean, exactly. he's looking rough. And yeah, also, yeah. he's not very tall. I think he's what, maybe five, 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 six, yeah, something yeah, like that. Not he's not a tall guy, which made sense when they were back in the day thinking about him for Wolverine. Yes. Although he never would have been able to deliver. No, I can't say that. I couldn't see him delivering as Wolverine as Hugh Jackman did staying looking that young for that long because i mean just from oh, aged, mission impossible two to now he looks like he's aged he 400 years he aged, yeah he definitely, <laughs> did. he definitely did but yeah i i had i had mads mickelson as my third i had Dolph lundgren as my first mad mickelson i actually the dugray scott uh actually came out um later believe it or not i actually had christopher eccleston as one of them um, oh he would be cool i like that yeah. i feel like he was so wasted in thor too that like it would be a chance for him to redeem himself and be a proper bad guy. Yeah. I, and like I that. actually think so. Yeah. Between those. So I'm probably going to go between. Um, I actually Dolph like Dolph Lundgren. I think I like him better than I like Mads Mikkelsen. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I like the cyclical the part of it. And I also really like the he's because, I mean, if you look at Skeletor, yes, he has a skeleton head, but he's got a muscular body. I mean, he's jacked. I mean, not to say that they would have to do that with Mads Mikkelsen. No, they, they could they do it with armor or whatever, make them, you know, similar to what they did in the 80, the 90, the 89, whatever that was. Uh, nine, nine, yeah, 89. So they, they could do the similar thing. But I think I like uh, I like your pick best. I think I like that. Um, and his voice, his voice. He's got a great voice. It would just be ridiculous every time you hear him speak and you just, oh, oh it would just. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So we, we already know you got, we already know you got uh, Lena Hetty as. Yes, uh, Lena Hetty is my, is my evil Lynn. Um, yep. For all the reasons we already talked about, I just think oh, yeah. that she's always played a good villain. Uh, she's always, evil Lynn's sexy. She's sexy yeah. as hell. So She'd it makes fantastic. sense. She would be fantastic. Um, so I, it, there was never really a number two for, for her either. If I had to pick a number two, I think that Angelina Jolie would be a good casting. Um, I'm trying not to go that old with her though. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think you're right. I, I like, I like Lena Hetty, but who are you going? Who are you going with? I want to hear yours. Believe it or not. I actually had, um, Katie Sackhoff. Hmm. Okay. And um, between Starbuck, her character in uh, Riddick, and then what she played on Flat, um, Flash. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I could definitely see her as that, that as that bad girl that basically just had a bad run of things and. All she's ever been trying to do is survive. Mm-hmm. And she's done it by by just basically becoming one of the most powerful mystics on the planet. Right. And I just saw her. My, my, my backup, I actually did have a backup. My backup for her was Elizabeth Banks. And that Ooh, was I like that. Based and off that was of based, Power Rangers. Yep, that was <laughs> she was literally backup. in that role, in that mood. Sure. You know? Yeah. I remember watching that movie going, Rita Repulse is not supposed to be sexy. Yeah. Why is she? <laughs> yeah. What What did you do to my Rita Repulse? Yes. And why am I, I not agree. upset right now? 
Yeah, like, right. I, dude, she was scary and sexy at the same time. And that... Yes. Chet pulled off with Hella. So it's just like... And and it, it's just... So I think... You know what? I'm. We're just gonna go with Elizabeth Banks. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm just okay. leaving Katie Sackhoff out of it. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I was I, gonna have a rebuttal for Katie Sackhoff. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people, you know, different tastes for different people. That's why they make a bunch of different kinds of ice cream. Me personally, I never got the appeal of Katie Sackhoff. A lot of people find her very attractive, sexy. Um, I don't. I I think she's a decent actress. I think she's good in the few roles that I've seen her in. But when I think, just like you were just saying, and I said before, when I think of Evil Lynn, I think sexy. sexy. And yeah, sexy and scary. You, you know, not to say that she couldn't bring that if, if she needed to, because she's, she's well capable of, of portraying other things. But my personal preference would be, nah, she's not for me. Um, whereas even... Um, who you just said, Rita Repulsa, Elizabeth Banks. She's still sexy. She, especially in that movie, she was phenomenal. She brought it. Like, she really brought it. She was like in, it was like you could have picked her straight from that movie and put her into a a cartoon, a more cartoony version of He-Man. I mean, you could have done it. Um, So, yeah, I like your, I like that pick. And I also like Lena Headey, but your Lena Headey is... Your Lena Headey is uh, is Queen Marlena, so we'll 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 move past that. I think uh, I think we both came up with some good ideas for that, though. I like I like that Elizabeth Banks. That was good. Um, did you have Beast Man on your list? I'm pretty sure you I have do. them all. You have them all, right? I do. Okay. I do have Beast Man? I have Tyler Maine as Beast Man. Tyler Maine, I could see that he was he was in my rolling around in my head. Um. There were several guys that I always thought of for Beastman. Tyler Maine, obviously, he was Sabretooth. He looked great as Sabretooth. Too bad they didn't give him more to do in future movies and stuff, and they went a different way with Leif Shriver and stuff. Um, but when I – back in the day when I was thinking of this, I always liked Kevin Graveau. Grievous, I think his name is. Yeah. From yeah, but he's up there, dude. That's what I that's what I looked at. I was like, holy mackerel, he is old. He's older than yeah, I man. had expected. Got an amazing voice, but got a got the voice. When you look at him when he's in uh underworld, he almost looks like Beast Man when he's like you know, uh wolfing out or whatever he is. Vamp is he vampire or wolf? And uh, I can't remember. He's one of the wolves, but he looks like Beast Man. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was going through it and, and thinking of age range and, and, and stuff like that. The one guy I kept coming back to was Brad William Henke, who is probably best known. He was in orange is the new black. He played one of the security guards at the prison. If you look at a picture of the guy, he's physically imposing. He's gigantic. What was his, name again? his name is Brad William Henke. Okay. Now and I, the name sounds familiar. Yeah, you you would know him. He was in other things. I'm I'm blanking on exactly what else he was in. I'm trying to think. I think he was in. Um, oh, oh. I mean, okay. the guy looks like the character, but he was he's in a lot of stuff where he's playing like the the heavy, like the the 
bad guy or or stuff like that. He was in Pacific Rim. He was in, I'm looking at his filmography. He was in a lot of stuff, but really it's it's Orange is the New Black is where I know him from best. And he's just gigantic and a jerk. He'd be, and he, yeah, he'd be really good. He definitely would be really good. Um yeah, he definitely would be. I, I've That's, never I've never seen him. I've never other than in, in that. In he's a very that, good actor, too. I mean, in the things that I've seen him in, he was in a movie called Choke a few years ago um, that I really like, which was a um, movie version of a Chuck Palahunik book. Uh, the guy who did Fight Club. He was really good in that. But he kind of played um, like a lovable dunce kind of thing, like a big lug. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does have the ability to switch it up. And, you know, Beastman sometimes plays like, oh, the goofy bumbling guy in the cartoon, at least. I don't think that I would put him as that role in the No, in the movie. I would make my Beastman. I, I, I would basically make my Beastman an animal that could talk. He, yeah. He, he, would, he would basically be, he would live up to the name Beastman. Like, yeah, he can talk, but you do not want to anger this one. And then... Yeah. The fact that he's still afraid of Skeletor would show exactly how ske- how powerful Skeletor is. Yes, like Beastman would be like like the dude that literally like all of the other uh, evil warriors are like terrified of. Yeah, I in, 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 in my version, he like yeah. literally they're like whenever they bring out Beastman, everybody else is like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna stand over there." Yeah, I like that. I, I think that. That would be the role I'd probably try to put him in. Although with thinking about it now, Tyler Maine could pull off the other version of Beastman very well because he played a similar role in the X-Men movie. I mean, he was second in command and the scary one, but also was afraid of Magneto. So have you seen Jupiter's legacy yet? I know it got canceled, but I didn't. (laughs) It's funny. You say that because for comic book club, uh, I missed the last one. I think it was one week I missed and they did the first book. And then we just read the second one. I think it was, I didn't like the comic. Uh, I don't really like the, uh, the art in the book. It, long story short, that's the reason it, I didn't Frank watch the is, a, is a very acquired taste. I, yeah. I, actually, I should say it like this earlier. Frank quietly is an as an acquired taste. I feel like his art has gotten, a little less weirdish since yeah. then. Like he can draw women that don't look completely disgusting now. Yeah. I mean, um, it depends on the story that you're trying to tell. And, and you know, if, if the, if the art matches, up I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, the reason why I brought it up is that in the show, uh-huh. Tyler main plays uh, a villain and okay. one of the only major villains that they actually fight in it. And, but you don't realize, like when you first see the character, you're thinking you're thinking he's like some like armored, like Hulk-like character, uh-huh. and then come to find out he's actually like super intelligent, okay, and, and and whatnot. And so there's like a there's an episode and a scene where it's just like him talking, okay, and you're just you're for that moment you're just like, what? Because it's <laughs> it's such a it's it, you're just you're not expecting it. So right. like it threw me off, and I was like, "Whoa, Tyler Maine can actually like act. It's not like <laughs> it's, not, it's not just him playing the big scary dude. It's just like, yeah, no, he's a big scary dude. But at the same time, there's a lot up here, 
And like, they literally had to bring him in to do an autopsy and whatnot. And he's just like, and when he was speaking like the techno babble, I was just like, no, I believe it. Yeah. Okay. And that alone made me go, okay, yeah, I could see this dude. Now give him like, I could see, give him his normal gruff voice and whatnot and give him some some messed up lines and have him go at it. Right. The intensity between that and what you saw in the fight scenes in that. And then X-Men, like you said. But I could eat, I, like I could it. see your dude too. I could definitely okay. see your dude too. All right, who who's next for you? Who else you got in your uh, in the Skeletor's Evil Warriors? I got Frank Grillo as Trapjaw. Oh, that's even that's way better than not who I had. Oh man, <laughs> I'm like I'm like embarrassed how good that is. <laughs> Don't be man. What oh, you got? That was good, man. Um, so I. I was like searching high and low. I'm like, who am I going to pick? And one of my, he was actually one of my backups for beast man. And that's Nathan Jones. I went Nathan Jones because I'm thinking trap jaw doesn't necessarily have to be a guy who talks a lot. Nathan Jones physically imposing looks like an absolute monster, but does he need to be talking to movies? Probably not. Um, it just the few movies I've seen him in, he had maybe one or two lines and that was it. And now, you know, that's fine. Do that. Please do that. Nathan. Jones. I, I think the most I've ever heard him speak was in Fury Road. Yes, actually, you're right. Cause you don't say anything in uh, Troy, which I love that movie also. And that's the first time I saw him in a movie. I don't even think he talks in Condemned, the movie with, so. uh, with, uh, most Stone of the Cold. movies that he's in, he just fights. And, roars. and you just yeah he shows up and you're like oh that that dude's that dude's a monster okay um so that's who I went with but Frank Grillo is such a better choice such a better choice man I'm embarrassed you I don't know why it popped today. into my head like that either it was just like I was going down and I'm like you know I try oh ooh. actually uh yeah and then I was like oh Frank Grillo I was like yeah that works he he always plays henchman and he plays he's good at it yeah and it's like whether they're even going to do a lot or not, it's like you're kind of drawn to him because he's yeah. just like a just that kind of a character. And he's so. he's like a guy that you could see in a group of other guys who you're like he fits in with these guys. I, yes. I like I like that. That's really cool. I like that guy. Um, yeah. that was a good pick. That was a good pick. Um, so you did mention Triclops. Yes. Now my my pick for Triclops, and you may. You might not see it this way, but I think that Ian Anthony Dale um, would be a good Triclops. He's known for, you know, he's he's done a few, and you know a lot more about uh, martial art movies. I think that with the martial art, and there's other martial artists, but I think he just has a look about him. He has a watchability. Everything he's in, I'm like, man, I, I believe this guy, whatever he's in. Um, and I think with the martial arts background, not saying that he's like, the best martial artist in the world. But I think with that background and the movies that he's been in, he could add a physicality to Triclops that would work well. It's funny that you cast him as that. Cause I, I, I don't know. I, there was something, it must've been the skin. It must've been the skin color or something like that. Cause I, I cast Brian T. That works too. That works too. I, I, I like I cast that. Brian T. Like I, I just, I just, there's something about him. He's got like a very defined jaw, and if the, it, the jaw was what I was looking at, exactly. And, yes. and then like, and and then and then arms. It's like I I that I both of those are very good. That that's 
just good casting on 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 both sides of that. Like I, I like I could like see that. either one of them because with Ian Anthony Dale, you don't have to go the jacked you don't have to go the jacked route. This dude's just skill and and, yeah. and intelligence. And then with like Brian T, he's slightly jacked, but you could still yes. pull off all of this stuff. It's just like uh yeah yeah no those are. I like that. I, I like I, how I like there was like some parallel thinking there. That was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Back on that Kate Blanchett level. Kate <laughs> <laughs> Blanchett is the only sorceress ever. Um, so <laughs> do you have a, did you have a merman? I did have a merman. He's, I'll be honest. He was the one I had the most trouble with. Um, and I'm not even sure I'd, I'd go a hundred percent. Like I, I don't even think I could get a hundred percent behind my pick. I think the guy's, good and stuff um he's definitely not a super well-known name or anything like that but i picked james frain who's an actor who's been in one of frain frain oh frain um oh. count of monte cristo Ooh, I, know james, you, yeah, I know james we share yeah. we share the love of that movie so he was a guy he has that the face is just a he was the villain in that cape tv show Yes. And he's just got a face that you just want to punch. And at the same time, he comes off as menacing. I just, I don't know. I, that's what I went with there. Um, because I, I like think that. with a character like Merman, almost like Aquaman, you have to have somebody who's menacing or imposing to be able to kind of shatter the idea of what that character is. Cause in the cartoon, Merman is very much just a guy who gets his ass kicked a lot. So yeah, you you need somebody. I, who I did can like what they did. With the... Say that again. I did like what they did with him in the reboot, though, because they actually like made. Yes, they gave him something. Yeah, they yeah. gave him something to do. Um, so who do you have for for your Merman? Um, I'm with you. It was a hard choice, and I feel like. With a character like that, it's all about the 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 movement and, and everything else as well. Um, so I actually went with someone who's been known for playing fish people before, with <laughs> Doug Jones. Doug Jones, there you go. Good. And good pick. I actually went with Andy Serkis as his voice. Okay, I like that because. Andy Jones has been known. I mean, Andy Jones. I mean, Andy Jones. Wow. Just put them together. Make it one guy. Doug Jones Jones has been known to play characters and have the character voice dubbed over by somebody else. Right. He was Silver Surfer. Yes. And he didn't do the voice there. He did the voice of Abe in the second Hellboy movie. Yes, but not the first first. one. That was uh, uh, Miles Crane. (laughs) His name is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And. Um, which I actually thought was great that they gave it to him in the second one because I watched the animated movies and I was like, he was fine. Why didn't they just let him do it? Yeah. I think they just um, wanted the name recognition for the, the movie at the time. Yeah. And, and he, and, and, but the thing is they didn't even use his, he didn't, he didn't have billing or anything. He wasn't actually credited. He actually, he said he, they, they, they didn't credit him and in, 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 except for in the credits. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's not like, I don't even think his name came up in like, like in the opening credits okay. for like voice, I think it only came over as like in the end as the voice of Abe. Oh wow! Um, See, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, and and he even said that he mimicked Doug Jones because Doug spoke on set. Okay. 
So when he was doing his voice, he was mimicking. He was pretty much bringing what his own version to what Doug had already done, which is gotcha. And that is funny when you come back to it. Doug's end up doing it, but right. I feel like if Doug was doing that because he he does creepy shit all the time too. Yeah, right. Um, and then add in Andy Circus's voice. Yeah, especially when he does that low growling or like. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, he he could kill that. Really intimidating. Really, really intimidating. Yeah, I like, like that. To a point where, like, every time you see that thing come up out of the water, it would give you chills. Yeah. Because I would have him do something similar to what he did with Golem's breathing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Merman. I like that. So it would almost be like the like you constantly hear his gills. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I really like that. That's that's a good good casting and. The, I, I, I want to say I may have even had him. I don't recall, but I, I want to say I had him on my short list every once only because he's played a fish guy. What? Twice now, three times. So I'm like, okay, the, the fish guy, let's get the fish guy in here. Um, But yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And he's, he's been in other things and he's been so good in other things that it's kind of hard to deny. And with Andy circus supplying the voice, I mean, you can't really go wrong there. I like that choice. I, I man, so who so is there there's a director attached to 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 the to the movie that that's right now in developmental hell right i there was i don't know if he's dropped out by now or what because i know okay so who would you who would you who would you get to direct this then oh i really think and and this is gonna sound i mean because it was such a tank it tanked so bad but what is his name? Oh my god. The guy who did Warcraft, World of Warcraft movie. Jones. Um Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones. I think that he deserves another shot. He's made some good I stuff. Didn't, I didn't dislike that movie. Uh it it wasn't it wasn't my thing. Let me let me put it out there. I was never a World of Warcraft guy. Neither I thought I. that the CG was spotty. Not his fault, really. I mean, is his fault a little bit. He has to take some director credit. He can't hide. The orcs looked fantastic. There was some stuff that looked like it was unfinished or like rushed. You know what I'm saying? I would say whenever they were actually next to humans, they actually looked pretty good. That is whenever you put them when it's just them, they look like CG because they are so like colorful that they just pop too much from the rest of the background. Yeah. I, I, what you just said is exactly what the problem was. And and, and, and I feel like humans, and I feel like the ones that weren't turned green, green Mm -hmm. look better than the ones that did that were turned full on green. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, again, like, I think I watched it once. It's not like it's, you know, I haven't watched it several times or anything like that. Um, the one thing that I took away from it was he, with the with the right script and the right time to do it, he could build a world. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that he, he if he given another shot, I think he could really do something good with it. Um, I agree. Actually, I... I think, you know, I hadn't actually thought my original thought was Guillermo del Toro. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I kind of thought thought that would be a, a good backup. I kind of feel, I feel, but his stuff is always too dark. And, 
And even when there's color, it's it's all muted. Um, and I, I feel like you you have the right you have the right pick with that. He I feel like he would knock it out of the park given the right script and and the right cast and everything else. Mm-hmm. Another guy I could see doing doing it and doing it well would be J.J. Abrams. Um, I mean, the guy's track record obviously speaks for itself, but I think he's got to be around our age. He probably has some affinity for the source material, and I think that he's the kind of guy that they give that to him and he gets it made. You know what I mean? On his terms. It's not like they'd be like, oh, well, you kind of, you know, a lot of producer notes and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be rewritten 15 times. I think he would go, you guys can trust me. I've handed in countless hits. So let me do my thing. Not saying he is. I don't I don't know. I don't think he's ever going on record saying he's the biggest He-Man fan in the world. But I think that given, given the material, I think he'd be able to make something really good out of it. I agree. I, I definitely I, – I, those are very – those are two very solid choices um, with that. I, I really do – think either one of them would their visions would be very different but i think i would probably enjoy both both of those movies that's what i was going to say the visions and the and they're stylistically they're different obviously but i think that the world building i think duncan jones would be good at i think that it seemed like it was already stacked against them before the movie was even made there was a lot of talk before that movie came out how there was like production issues and stuff like that which i don't recall all the information but i think that his world building would be pretty well done in in a movie like this and then jj abrams i mean like i said this track record speaks for itself and he'd be able to he does the futuristic techie stuff very well and he's also done movies like the the cloverleaf or uh, cloverfield stuff with monsters and, and creatures and stuff like that. So I think he could pull off and put them two together pretty well, you know? Although, although some would say that when the last time he touched into something that was a mashup of fantasy and sci-fi, he kind of ruined it. But we won't uh, be talking. I'm sorry? I said, uh, I said, some people might say the last time he touched a mashup of sci-fi and fantasy, he kind of ruined it, but... I'm not one of those people. You're I'm not one saying. of those. <laughs> I'm not one of them people, but I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I listen. I, that's a whole other discussion for a whole other time. I'm just. <laughs> I, I can. I, I. There's a reason why I have a Facebook page called Devil's Advocate because <laughs> I can really see the good in most things. You have to be really, really terrible for me to be like, nah, I won't be watching that again. Yeah, and that's. You know, like you said, another another discussion for another time. But there are certain things about the first movie that he did I really enjoy. There's a couple things on the third one that I really enjoy. But overall, that wasn't his fault. I, I really feel that that was not his fault, and and it wasn't. The I guy don't in think so fault. either. I, I think I feel like they didn't have a plan. I feel there's like no, someone started. No plan. I feel like someone was like, okay, we're going to do these movies. And they wrote out the idea for the first one mm-hmm. with like five tentative notes for the second one yeah. and like no notes for the third. And by the time they got to the second one, they were like, oh, we don't have no idea where we're going. <laughs> yep. So, you know, everybody was uh, 
I mean, there's camps that hate the second one, only like the first and third. There's camps that only like the first and third hate the second one. It's like, it's all over the place. My, my, my love for that series kind of lives and dies with the first three uh, or, you know, four, five, and six. Um, don't really care for the prequels. Don't really care for the sequels. But I got to say, Rogue One is a masterpiece. It's one of the best movies in that series by far. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this in depth in another episode. I'm sure we, we, we will have to touch on the saga eventually. Um, but for now, I mean, was there anything else you want to touch on with the, with the, this casting or anything else that came up in the last week? No, um, I, I'm just that I'm looking forward to, to watching revelation. Um, I've, I've always been a big He-Man fan. Um, as mm-hmm. I said at the beginning, um, you know, I didn't have Silverhawks toys, but Masters of the Universe, man, listen, my parents oh, yeah. were in on that. I, oh, I, me and my next door neighbor, we we used to set up battles, like mm-hmm. full on battles around it, around the rooms and whatnot with like fishing wire and the whole nine. Yeah. Stratos and buzz off hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> it was real about it. Like it was real. Yeah. Like, like we each had at least 50 figures if not more had yep. all three castles mm-hmm. most of the vehicles like it, he-man was my thing so i am really looking forward to revelation i i own the 2000x series on like i the I, okay real quick i gotta touch on the stupid backlash for this show like okay first five episodes are basically what we're getting and it looks like we're gonna get some I feel like the first two episodes is going to be a major all-out battle between He-Man and Skeletor, and then our status quo is going to be completely up, up, upended. Mm-hmm. And what what it looks like is He-Man's going to break the sword, and in doing so, it just messes everything up. Right. And because of that, he goes into hiding or whatever, and then the focus ends up being on Tila trying to find him. Now, people are already up in arms about this because instead of seeing Tila's looking for He-Man, what they're seeing is Tila is the new He-Man. Right. I'm like, Wait, no, no, nobody said that. Yeah. What they said is Tila has a has to go find a way to make things right. That's yeah. God it. forbid they give a female character some agency. Exactly. I mean, come and, on. And not only is that, and, and the 2000X series did it really well. But not and and so they're doing it in a different way here. And I'm like, so not only are we getting that, but so now because He-Man is in or Adam or whatever is going to be in hiding or isn't going to be the main focus of the show, people are literally up in arms about this. And then and they're like, and He-Man's not going to even be in the show. I, yeah. Okay. Have any of y'all watched the show Voltron Legendary Defender? Because yeah. Voltron's not in that show a lot. Yeah, and it's not. it's just and it's a another, fantastic show. It's just another reason to jump in with an opinion when you have no base on what you're saying, you know. And it's, exactly, it overruns everything now, you know. Um, give it a chance, you know. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. And I would say if you have any interest in that, you know, property at all. Just give it a chance. It. Just watch it. And if exactly. it's bad, it's bad. And if it's not, and, and if it's uh, not for and, you, that's fine. Yeah. But and don't that hate thing's on not for everybody, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, 
Yeah, like nobody's making you watch it. Yeah, and there's no reason to hate on it for 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 no for what you're speculating. Right. You are literally speculating on a five sentence blurb. Right. And some footage from some trailers and a couple of screenshots. Yeah. I I no, don't that 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 makes absolutely no sense. So I, I just really hope that the show gets the audience that it deserves. Um, I really hope the show lives up to my expectations or even surpasses them. I know my expectations were kind of shot down when I watched the Yasuke anime, but I still enjoyed it. It wasn't right. great, but, yeah, you I know. Never that. I never caught that one. Yeah, but it's not one of the ones, that, but it's not something like, like, I was super hyped for it. I watched it and I was just like, that was all right. Right. And that's but I, like, you know, but the, it, there are people that literally came out of it and they were just like, that was the worst thing ever. And they should have done this and they should have done that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, how we, I think that's how we should look at all, all, all new iterations of pop culture. It's just, it's just a new version, whether you like it or not, it's, it exists. You don't have to like it. You don't have to consume it. And um, if you don't want to, then don't, you still have the version that you liked, right. whether it's the original source material, the first iteration of it on screen or the last iteration on screen. Yeah. They all exist. This is why that whole, that whole you're killing my childhood argument pisses me off because you had your childhood. You're a grown ass man now. What are you talking about? <laughs> they took your childhood. Yeah. That, 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 that was 30 years ago, B. Yeah. If he, if he man yeah, revelation. No time machines involved here. <laughs> he man revelation doesn't do it for you. Go find the original series. You know what exactly. I mean? There. Exactly. Go watch it. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Uh, I actually think that's a great note to end on. Yeah, absolutely. So. With that, uh, I guess we'll say goodbye. Thank you guys for listening, and um, we'll see you next week to talk about last week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good one. You as well. All right. Take care.